Thank you for joining me for today's recording of Wholesome Erotica. The following is an erotic short story submitted to Literatica's 2022 Valentine's Day contest by the author Hard Times X and is intended for mature audiences only. This fictional story contains brief scenes of sadomasochism and cuckolding. The acts of sex begin immediately and depict mutually experienced pleasure for all characters involved. Please enjoy this reading of Concerto de Amor. Francesca stood on the veranda, breathing in the sweet air of a summer's evening, a cooling breeze stroking her soft cotton dress against her naked skin beneath, and sighed to herself with pure contentment. She looked out over the gardens, absent-mindedly playing with the diamond necklace Robert had bought for her for Valentine's Day. Twelve pink diamonds, set in a solid gold choker, with a thirteenth, her lucky number, in the shape of a teardrop, suspended on a chain of gold, dipping teasingly into her cleavage. She sensed his eyes upon her and turned towards him. Despite his being tied naked to the old vine trellis up against the house wall, his arms raised in the form of a crucifix, she saw no vulnerability in him. He stood resolute in the knowledge that he knew what she wanted to know, and there was nothing she could do to make him reveal it until the time was right. Nothing. As to his current predicament, his first error had been to declare this to her as he knocked back the last of the port at the end of his meal. His second was to play along when Francesca had declared that he therefore left her with no option but to conduct a strip search. Being strapped to the vine had not so much been an error as an obligation, on the basis that she had the cheese knife to his balls, and, when he had resisted, she cut just a little nick into them to assert her authority but still he remained silent. You will tell me, my darling, she maintained as she admired his equally resolute erection. All in good time, my sweet. She took his shaft in one hand and stroked it. Pretty please? It is Valentine's Day after all. Tell me what it is you have planned for me. It would spoil the surprise. She lifted his shaft and slapped his balls hard. He yelped. She raised an eyebrow. Francesca moved away and filled her glass with more champagne. The brimming of the bubbles over the top reminded her of his sperm surging into her fondling hand as he slept the night before, and she smiled as she remembered his dreamy groans. Spotting the remains of the caviar, she put down her glass and used a little wooden spatula to spoon a little onto the tip of Robert's penis. She knelt before him and ran her tongue up and down the eye of the tip. He twitched almost upsetting the precious cargo. Opening her mouth, he watched his cock disappear slowly into it before she closed her lips around him and pulled off to take the caviar. With the meaty cock in her mouth and the salty roe on her taste buds, Francesca felt exquisitely aroused. They had been seducing each other all evening. She didn't know how much longer she could wait. She was wet. She wanted him. She wanted to be fucked by him. But she also knew that to give in to her desires now would mean she had to let him win this game they had gotten themselves into. Never. She stood, with her face a fraction from his, her lips almost upon his. She took his shaft in her hand once more and began to run it up and down its length. Gently, slowly at first. If you tell me, you can have me. Right here, right now. On the table here on the veranda. She tightened her grip and pumped him faster. 
Just imagine me lying naked on the table, my legs dangling over the edge, spread wide for you. Her hand damp with his pre-cum. She took his balls in her other hand and caressed them at the same time. Remember what it feels like to slip your cock inside me. Feel me grip you. Imagine my body writhing with desire for you. Suddenly she froze. What's that? Drifting up from the garden, she could hear music. Don't stop, he begged. His cock was twitching incessantly now, and she noticed his eyes start to flicker. Music. Fragments of phrases. No more. The breeze stealing the occasional note. She could just make it out. A flute. Is this my surprise, Robert? Please. Fran. Please. Too bad. She pinched the base of his shaft, cutting off the flow before it even began. He gave out a groan of frustration from the very core of his soul. Later. Maybe. Robert, tell me. Is this my surprise? Resigned, he nodded and smiled. So what now? You have to follow the music. Kicking off her heels, Francesca ran onto the grass. It was refreshingly cool on her feet. Robert called after her. Hey! Quickly then, she ran back up onto the veranda to untie him. No, wait. She disappeared inside the house, emerging with a black leather cock cage. She strapped it onto him before attaching a leash to the end and untying his hands from the vine. Behave, she ordered with a hard tug, passing him her glass and the bottle to carry. She ran back onto the lawns in pursuit of this heavenly music, leading Robert by the cock. At the end of the lawn, she paused. She listened. She could make out the music clearly now. Telemann Sonata too, the first movement. Smooth, ebbing, flowing. The Rose Garden, of course. It was coming from the Rose Garden. A sip of champagne, and on she ran. Moments later, she stood by its entrance. She paused, allowing the music to seep into her very core before stepping quietly through the arch. There in the center of the sunken garden stood a young flautist, naked but for his flute. You remembered, she whispered. Some months earlier, dining at Langham's, Robert had caught her visually enjoying one of the waiters. She denied it, of course, but to no avail. Would you? he asked. Would I what? Would you actually fuck him if you had the chance? Francesca paused and, with a mischievous look in her eyes, responded, Maybe. French waiters make awful lovers, you know. Far too self-interested. So began a discussion on which professions were likely to be most satisfying in bed. Robert had quickly settled on a policewoman. It was the handcuffs and discipline. Francesca was a lot less cliched in her decision and far more considered. Some significant time later, having dismissed pilots and solicitors and builders and firemen and actors and shop assistants and doctors and teachers and a raft of other besides for, in no particular order, having no passion or false passion or rough hands or arrogance or sharp fingernails or small cocks, she fell onto musicians and soon warmed to her theme. It seemed obvious to her that they are capable of both sensuality and passion and have an innate rhythm. And from there, she finally decided upon a flautist. All those years of practice would surely create firm lips, a supple tongue, and dexterous fingers. Flautist it was. Dinner over, she thought nothing more of it. Not that is until now. Not that is until Robert looked into her eyes and told her, Happy Valentine's Day, my darling. He's all yours. Enjoy him. Really? Really.
Francesca paused. Don't leave. Promise me you'll stay and watch. He promised, settling down on the grassy bank as Francesca dropped his leash and slowly descended into the center of the garden. Standing there, playing his instrument, the warm glow of the moon gave a soft radiance to the skin of her flautist. It was as if he were some Greek statue of marble brought magically to life. She walked around him, taking in every nuance of his perfection. He was young, so beautifully young and unblemished. He played on, not one note astray. Standing directly in front of him, she unzippered her dress and let it fall to the ground, slipping smoothly over her silken skin. She watched as her flautist eyes feasted upon her naked figure and his cock began to stiffen. She knew that Robert's eyes would also be upon her with equal lust. Standing unclothed in front of any man who desired her always gave her an unparalleled sense of power, knowing that he could only have her at her say-so. To have two men so crave her at the same time made her feel like a goddess, and her own longing for satisfaction only grew the stronger for it. She moved behind her flautist. She dragged her nails down his back and pawed his firm, rounded rear in her hands. She pressed her body against his, their naked flesh warm against each other in contrast to the chill of the night. She hoped he could feel her breasts against his back, her aroused nipples pressing into him, and her bush coarse against his arse. She ran her hands over his chest, then over his flat stomach, and on down. Cupping his soft balls in one hand, she stroked his aroused cock with the other. She ran a finger along his length her sharp nail scoring his skin before running it around his tip. Then, grasping his shaft firmly in a ring of thumb and forefinger, she pumped him. Measured. Firm. Two cocks in her hand in one night. This was some Valentine's Day. She loved the thought of Robert's juices still sticky on the hand that was now rubbing another man's penis. His shaft grew solid in her grip, but still he played on, and despite the increasing speed with which she needed him, he maintained the tempo of the music with precision. He reached a pause in the music, but in front of him once more, she slipped her forefinger briefly between her legs and, taking the flute from him, smeared her juices on the mouthpiece before passing it back, glistening. For the next movement, he placed it to his lips and tasted her for the first time as he played. As the air filled once again with quavers and crochets, Francesca fell intoxicated to her knees and admired the erection before her. Totally shaven, as hard as marble and as smooth as alabaster, her flautus remained a classical work of art. She kissed him and rubbed him and pumped him. She sucked on his balls, flicked her tongue over his eye. Ultimately, she took him into her mouth. She loved to feel the final swelling of a cock in her mouth, and adored even more the final twitches before a lover released his load, filling her mouth with warm cum. When her flautus reached his full length, his tip reached the back of her throat. She sucked him hard. Still, he played on and with perfect pitch. As the throbbing in her mouth grew more urgent, she pulled off him, moved away a little, and lay on the grass. She coveted her own orgasms before she would let him be satisfied. Robert appeared by her side with her replenished glass of champagne. Francesca could clearly see that his cock was being tightly constrained by the cage. God, she did like his cock, more than any other she had enjoyed. She toyed with the idea of releasing it for a little fun, but ultimately she resisted. Maybe a private recital after the main concert had finished, she thought to herself. She looked on the champagne bottle in Robert's hand and imagined its long neck, chilled directly from the ice bucket, being slipped inside her. Cold, 
hard, totally unforgiving. Later. For now, she still had the rest of her Valentine's surprise to enjoy. Champagne served, Robert returned to his vantage point on the grassy bank above. She stared into her flautist's eyes. He stared back, questioningly. She nodded. He stopped playing, came to her and lay beside her. Now the true symphony could begin. The first movement would be adagio, slow and sensual. She took a sip of her champagne and shared it with him as he kissed her. His lips were firm but gentle, as she had indeed anticipated all those weeks ago at Langham's. He stroked her hair as he explored her lips with his own. As his kisses moved to her neck, she lay back, savored her champagne, and allowed him to pleasure her. With infinite practice, he began a journey of discovery of her body, placing the most sensuous of kisses on each and every inch of her naked flesh and on each of her thirteen diamonds. Down her neck, over her shoulders, along her arms, each finger kissed in turn. Back up over the swell of her breasts, he teased her, kissing around them. Her erect nipples longed to be indulged. Finally, he spiraled his attentions up one breast and placed the softest of kisses thereon. Pulling slightly back, he blew onto her nipple, as if blowing across the mouthpiece of his flute. His breath dried the kiss, sending a tingling arousal throughout her body. He did the same to the other whilst his hand caressed the first, rolling her nipple firmly, oh so firmly, between his thumb and finger. As his kisses moved on to her stomach, his hand led on over her mound and slipped between her legs. She was sodden. His fingers moved easily, arousing her the more until he went down on her fully. She felt his fingers gently part her, and his tongue ran along the length of her slit. He lapped up her juices, his tongue delving deeper inside her with each stroke. His tongue was indeed most supple. He took her clit into his mouth, softly suckling, and slipped his fingers inside her, one and then a second. He played her as if he were playing his flute, firmly, precisely sensuously. She pressed his head firmly into her and came, a soft, slow, creeping orgasm that reached the heights of ecstasy. A short pause and her flautas commenced the second movement, allegro, fast and furious. Without warning, he turned her over with a strength denied by his slender physique, lifted her hips so that she was on all fours, and, in one smooth action, thrust his cock deep into her pussy. He felt good inside. Despite his size, he slid in easily. Francesca was dripping. He held her hips firmly in his hands and pounded her with his shaft. His hold was such that she could not move. She was at his mercy, and willingly she let herself be mastered. She felt his balls slapping against her with each thrust, and her breasts bouncing from the constant rhythm of the musician. She had been right on that count as well. He moved one hand onto her stomach to keep her securely backed into him, whilst with the other he slapped her breasts. He slapped them hard. He pinched her nipples. He slapped her again. With each slap and pinch, she gave out a little scream of pained delight, and she would swear he was growing even larger within her. He grabbed her hair, pulled back her head, and fucked her even harder, driving even deeper into her wanton pussy. Her second orgasm almost took her by surprise. A fast, furious convulsion fired through her entire body. Her flautus pulled out of her and lay on his back beside her, a final rest between movements. Released from his grasp, Francesca wasted no time on going down on him once again, licking his cock and his balls clean of her juices. That sharp, sweet tang of her own virginal nectar mixed with the bitterness of his early cum. 
It was almost too much for him. His cock, glistening in the moonlight, was straining, ready to explode. She bit it hard, and again, and once more, harder still. He yelped. She smiled at the teeth marks she left behind. Her authority reestablished, Francesca decided the final movement would be of her own composition. She lay on her back, still wet with lust and far from satiated. She stretched her arms above her head, tautening her breasts, thrusting her bullet nipples skyward, and spread her legs. She turned to her flautist. Fuck me. He lay between her parted thighs. She felt him rub the tip of his cock along her still sodden lips. She wanted him right now in the depths of her pussy, but his penetration was teasingly slow. Little by little, she grabbed his arse and pulled him in. Long and broad, he filled her utterly. His hands explored the curves of her body, caressed her breasts, teased her nipples. He covered her neck in kisses and bit on her shoulders. Once more, he played with her as if she were his flute. With sensuality, with passion, firm mouth, supple tongue, dexterous fingers. She looked across to Robert, sat on the bank above, and mouthed one simple word. Perfect. She closed her eyes and let her other senses rain. The sweet smell of the grass, the touch of her lover on her skin, the feel of his thick shaft penetrating deep within her very core, the sound of his breath in the still of the night, the taste of both his and Robert's sex lingering in her mouth, at which point she became aware of Robert's cock, free of its cage, brushing across her face, knelt at her head, her outstretched arms now pinned under his legs, his balls slipped into her welcoming mouth, and she gorged herself upon them. Her other lover pounded her pussy ever harder and slapped her breasts once again. The pain heightened her senses. Robert's cock replaced his balls in her mouth. She sucked him off hard. He pressed into her, making her gag, until suddenly her mouth was filled with his cum. She swallowed all she could, but he gave her an abundance of his seed. It dripped on down her chin. He pulled out and the final gift spilled over her face. With that, Francesca dug her nails into the flesh of her floutish shoulders and dragged them down his back, drawing blood. He reared up with pain, his shaft driven even deeper inside her temple by the motion. She gripped his cock vice-like inside her. He could not hold back no more. He flooded her with cum, and she milked him for every ounce in his balls. Francesca looked up at Robert, and staring directly and unflinchingly into Robert's eyes as this other man fucked her, she came one final time. I enjoyed the story of a strong, lusty woman basking in the gift of her lover's desire for her. A strong focus was placed on her character, maintaining equal control of the scenes without demeaning any of the male's figures involved. It can be difficult to maintain the balance of leadership between sexes in this sort of writing, but I believe the author did an amazing job positively representing the relationship between a more dominant woman and her masculine partners. If you enjoyed this reading and commentary, please consider following for future content and sharing with your sex-positive friends. If you have a short story you would like me to read or have any suggestions for improvement, please leave a review or send a message on social media.